Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's the Keith Watch Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, learn some things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Give you energy like buck fast. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Keith Walsh Podcast. My name is Keith Walsh. I'm on my own today. No Mike. He's working this weekend. And... um I was doing a bit of uh, journaling, which is something I do every day. I try to do every day. And uh, I thought, maybe I'll just record what I'd normally journal about and see if that made, you know, any sense, first of all. And <laughs> and also any, well, if it made a podcast, I suppose. So, put on a bit of music. I'm listening to 1950s Bar Ambience. Not Bar Ambulance, different thing altogether. Jazz noir music, so it's uh, it's just the atmos of a 1950s bar. There's a bit of music. Someone lighting cigarettes. Someone fixing up a cocktail there. It's beautiful. There's a lighter. Someone smoking on a big doobie. Possibly a cigar, I don't know. But, um, yeah. How are you doing? I hope you're well. Um, I've been... Uh, I'm not going to say I've been struggling because... I think the one thing I've discovered over the last few years is that... It's not about... You know, it's, it, is a, it, it is a struggle. Things are a struggle. Life is a struggle. And it's not, not supposed to be like that. It's just about... You know, equipping yourself with the the means to enjoy the struggle as much as you can. So, and I don't think that's too maudlin or sad. It's just like it's it's almost. There are times when I just think this is exciting. This is, you know, even though my life is quite mundane and safe and all that kind of stuff, and I'm very lucky and privileged in a lot of ways. You know, it's just the struggle. It's the inner struggle, isn't it? It's like. With yourself, with your moods, with your thoughts, with your, you know, waking up on a random day and being like, what the, f- why am I feeling like this? What, am I, I, I'd like to be, I'd like to be happy today, thank you very much, this is not what I ordered. I went to bed early, took my vitamins, I journaled, I meditated, I did some exercise, I didn't eat any processed food, I didn't drink any alcohol. I didn't drink any caffeine. I don't take any dairy. I want to be happy today, please. That's what I signed up for. So it's um, 
those days are perplexing. Um, and especially the last week or two, I've been really. I can't. I can only think of. I can only think of using the word struggling, but I haven't been struggling in that like. Just with myself, with my mood, I was. I was in a shop today. Now this could be. This could be part of my condition, whatever my condition is. I think everybody's got a condition. But I went to a shop today with my son. Sports shop, big, loud, bright, buying things. That seems to hit me somewhere that I don't like. I don't feel comfortable. Comfortable. I, uh, I was in that shop and I was trying to show enthusiasm for... You know, the stuff my son was looking at, he was showing me football boots, football gear, and I was like, oh yeah, very nice, okay, good, yeah, okay, can we get the fuck out of here? <laughs> not saying it to him, but in my head, like, can we get the fuck out of here? I don't like this. I don't, I'm not enjoying this. This is not fun for me, uh, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fake enthusiasm. I'm going to show interest and be like, oh yeah, okay, they're nice. Oh, they're really good. Oh, wow, boots, 300 euro for a pair of boots. That's mad, isn't it? Um, we'd gone in to get some Under Armour and stuff, but uh, I had a moment in that shop where I was just looking, staring at something. And I was going, "Is this going to be my mood for the day today?" I don't, because that's not. I don't want. It's Saturday. I don't want to feel like this for the rest of the day. I want to feel. I want to feel like, hey, it's Saturday, woohoo, happy. Um, not whatever I don't know I suppose sad is a, is a word I, I would use now for how I was feeling uh, uncomfortable in my own skin a lump in my throat um, no disinterested in what anyone else has to say um, Jesus that doesn't sound good does it but there but present and having conversations and doing you know Picking up the stuff, going to the cash register, getting all that done. And I wonder, is it helpful to be so self-reflective, to really overthink all of this stuff? I had the opposite feeling last night. I got out to play football, came home, had a shower. About half past nine o'clock, half past nine, sat down with some food. and We were watching the Late Late Show and I felt like I flicked over at one point from the late late show to watch my wife had started dozing on the couch so I was just flicking around and uh, I put on Lionel Richie at the BBC and he was singing this song that, that I recognised I think it's called True True Love true, Love Something True and I was I really loved it like I, like, I can't describe. I felt like I was buzzing. I was like, oh my God, this is like... It's just a guy from the Commodores on a piano singing a song. But it was beautiful. It was vibrant. It was making me feel good. I was just sitting there going, this is... It was like that feeling I used to get, like... After having a few beers and just sitting there and watching TV. And maybe uh, you might be watching Jules Holland and a band comes on. And they're, like, really great. And you're just like, yeah, this is the life. I'm sitting there having a beer and music is good, I feel good that's how I felt last night I was like, wow 
I'm buzzing here. Just sitting on my couch. Like an old man with a blanket over my leg. Both legs. Blanket over my legs. Watching the telly. And uh, nothing exciting, just but just I had this rush of I wouldn't say euphoria, but I wouldn't say ecstasy, but I'd say an ecstatic feeling of just joy. So you know, I suppose I fully expected to I was like, it's Friday. Did a good day's work, did a good week's work, had a lot on. Ticked a lot of boxes, got through a lot of stuff. It's Friday. This is how I'm going to feel for the whole weekend. This is great, wonderful. Woo! Here we go, weekend. Then I got up this morning and. Actually, you know what happened? I think this is. We're definitely overanalyzing this shit. But anyway, here we go. In for a penny, in for a pound. I stayed up too late last night, I think. <laughs> oh my god, listen to me. I stayed up till like one, half one, two o'clock probably tired this morning didn't really feel like getting out of bed woke up at half seven the dog wanted to go out let the dog out he was pissing around outside miserable it felt okay when I got up initially went back to bed slept till about dozed till half nine which is that is like the best isn't it I didn't have anywhere to be Finn my son didn't have a football match Anna was having a lion Suzanne was having a lion. Nobody had to be anywhere and just lay in bed. And I dozed and I dozed until half past nine. And it was just, oh yeah. Should have been just that, yeah. But it was like. Yeah, my wife got up to meet her parents for coffee. At that point, I probably should have got up and joined her, but I didn't feel like it. Didn't feel like. What? Well, making small talk? Having coffee? I don't know. I felt like staying in bed. So, that's what I did. I stayed in bed. And when I stay in bed, a guilt guilt comes over me. That's obviously my go-to thing, guilt. A guilt comes over me. And I fight it. I'm like, no, it's Saturday. I should be entitled to just lie here in bed and scroll through my phone and read a few articles and just be lazy. But, then I have the other side of, you know, the guy on each shoulder. One guy saying, come on, Keith. You got to get up, you lazy asshole. He doesn't speak like that. <laughs> he doesn't speak with a shit American accent. But one, the guy on one shoulder saying, get up. What are you doing? You're lazy. It's like half past 11. Your wife has gone out for coffee. You should have gone with her. That's your first mistake. Your second mistake is you're still in bed. Third thing, the house needs to be clean. Fourth thing, and you're going through the list of things you should be doing. You should be out exercising. You should be out for a walk. You should be up meditating. You should be doing your journal. Why are you just lying here in bed scrolling on your phone? You worthless piece of shit. <laughs> and, uh, oh God. And then I have the other guy on my shoulder going, oh, you, you deserve this. You've worked hard. You know, you've, what was the point of investing money in a house, a bed, and going to work every day if it wasn't to enjoy these moments on a Saturday where you just get to lie there? So, like, it's not, that's not enjoyable for any, 
for me, for either of the guys on either shoulder, no one's having a good time. Because I'm trying to lie there, trying to relax and be lazy, and I also have this inner dialogue going on. So eventually I get up, have a shower, get some food, decide I'll eat fruit. I'll eat fruit for breakfast, have a couple of oranges, chop up a kiwi, eat some apple, make some fruit for my son. I make a smoothie, a bit of peanut butter, a little bit of protein. If I don't have enough protein, I, I, I crave things, you know. Bit of protein, some uh, frozen fruit, almond milk, blitz it up, sip away on that. Bit of porridge as well, some oats. And, uh, you know, I'm doing the right things. I mean, I'm up, I'm showered, I'm doing the right things. Myself and Finn are going out to the shops, I'm having my smoothie, I'm... But I'm just not feeling it, you know. I haven't meditated yet at this point. I haven't journaled yet at this point. I haven't been out for a walk yet at this point. And of course in my head I'm like, maybe if I'd gone up and gone, got up at six o'clock and gone for a run or a walk or something, maybe I'd feel better. That's what's wrong with you. You should have got up, got out, gone for a walk. And then you'd feel better. Bet you're sorry now. Anyway, you keep going though, don't you? You're hopeful. It's the hope. It's the hope that kills you. My son needed some gear, football gear, some Under Armour, so we went to the shops. And, uh, yeah. That's where I was was then, in the shop, standing there going, oh my God. The mood just... I, I, I feel like it might be the shop, that environment. Can't quite put my finger on it. But as I said, maybe I overanalyze. I couldn't quite figure out where the mood came from. At what point it started. Who had said what to me that made me feel grumpy? That made me feel sad? That made me feel like... Well, ultimately that I don't like this mood. And and I was like, this can't be it for the rest of the day. I'm not having it. I wish I was, <laughs> I wish I was here to tell you. And you know what I did then? You know what I did? I... I didn't... I don't know nothing. I mean, I'm just... I'm just putting it out there. I'm hoping... I'm hoping someone will email me and go, Keith, this is what's going on with you. ADD is a thing I think about a lot. ADHD. Um, I read a bit about it. We have someone in the family who... was recently diagnosed with ADD. And apparently it's... Generic, is it? Passed on. So... I do feel sometimes there's something, there's got to be something going on. Or it's just that, as I said, I overanalyze these things. But this was definitely a week where I was questioning my own choices and my own... my own ability to make the best choices for myself. Because if I go back past two years ago I'm off I don't drink I haven't been drinking for two years but even before that I got into fitness and that was a thing fitness running marathons and this was I suppose ultimately if I go back further it was trying to deal with an anxiety I had about well just a general anxiety in life 
uh, I had blockage. I, I felt I didn't know. I suppose retrospectively now I look back and I think I was just blocked. You know, I'd always have a sort of a pressure in my chest, a lump in my throat, or or that lump in your throat feeling, but it's in your head. Does that make sense? And anxiety has been something that I've had from. I can remember having a panic attack. And it was only a small panic attack, but I, that was the first time I felt... I, I, I didn't know at the time, but looking back, I go, that's what that was. I couldn't get the buttons open on my coat or the zip open on my coat in the cloakroom in school, and I was going to be late for class. And I had a particularly... Um, um, unsympathetic teacher that time, that year. I couldn't get the zip open. Everybody else had gone into class. I was left standing there. And I had a panic. I don't know how long I was... probably wasn't even there that long. I eventually... You know... In my panic, just pulled the coat over my head. And got into class. And... Probably just before... Just in time before it was that point where you'd be... In trouble. But that was my first... That's that's me looking back going, okay. I was obviously anxious. I was an obviously nervous, anxious. That was... I had anxiety. I can remember being a teenager and... I used... My head used to itch. I used to sweat and my head would itch. And it would happen a lot when I met... When I was with adults, you know. If I met adults I didn't know that well. Or adults... Even adults I kind of knew. But I, I just didn't feel comfortable around certain people, mostly adult people, and my head would itch, I would be awkward, I'd feel kind of like I couldn't control my body, like I was almost like jerky, a little bit, things were jerking, but at the time you just feel this is what it's like, this is what growing up is like, this is fine, but I always felt that anxiousness and that awkwardness, and then I think that for me was when I drank. When I started drinking, I didn't really drink. I was talking to a guy the other week. Last year in the week, actually, he was talking about um, drinking, and he said he started drinking when he was twelve. I didn't. I started drinking fairly late, like I was eighteen or something, seventeen, fifteen, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Going back now, definitely seventeen. I'd say definitely eighteen by the time I started drinking. 18, 19, 20 when I started drinking heavily and I loved uh, drink and the feeling drink gave me because I felt comfortable around people it gave me it gave me a break from whatever anxiety I had whatever was going on in my own head it just it was like a sweet release oh sweet release and uh, yeah booze gave me the release that feeling and I drank obviously what was I going to say I drank then for you know the next almost 30 years but obviously with the drink with the with the with the drinking comes hangovers and then it's a depressant is that the right word depressant so you're you know a lot of people describe it as alcohol as like you know, drinking is throwing petrol onto your, onto the fire of your anxiety or something like that. I don't think I got that right, but anyway, it's 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 like throwing petrol on your anxiety. 
so that means you kind of have to drink more or what I would do is not necessarily drink more like I but I would look forward to it and then the weekends would come and it would be like ah first couple of beers, first beer, first glass of wine, whatever it was, just be like, yeah. And then Saturdays, Fridays, you'd looking at the clock thinking, oh, okay. what time can I have my first drink? Saturdays then, same, you'd be just getting through the day. You'd have a bit of a fuzzy head from Friday, but you'd be up and about, doing whatever you had to do, fighting against the the shitness of the hangover because you knew that at the end of the evening you could have a drink and at six o'clock or you know maybe if there was a wedding on that Saturday that week you're just, you're just going to drink all day but then 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 but then 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 but then then came Sunday when you couldn't drink because you had to work on Monday you wouldn't be able to sleep on Sunday night because I don't know if everybody's like this but that's what alcohol did to me the anxiety was such that and I probably messed up my sleeping patterns in a way that like Sunday night I couldn't sleep I'd pretty much stay awake mm, my heart rising probably quite warm maybe sweating thinking about getting up the next day and a lot of Mondays I would have just had you know if anything one or two hours sleep and then gone straight to work and Monday was a kind of a and you're dealing with the shitty feeling of only drinking on Friday and Saturday but you know it just I felt like it hit me hard but I, like the way I, I dealt with it was like well I don't make any decisions on Monday I just get through the day on Monday I just get through just do the job do my best but it was fucking it wasn't pleasant anyway that was I got sidetracked I think that's kind of my journey with alcohol and I haven't drank in two years. But other things I haven't done. I gave up alcohol. I gave up caffeine. Maybe four years ago. Caffeine because of my anxiety as well. I mean, look, alcohol was going to be the last thing I gave up. Before that, I tried everything. Keeping fit. That was for the anxiety. That's where I started, actually, yeah. Going to the gym, running, all that kind of stuff. Running away from everything. That's what I was doing. I sometimes see people out the road and I think, what are you running away from? But maybe they're not. That was just me. Gym. Make sure you're fit. Got into sort of eating well. Gave up caffeine. Surely if I give up caffeine, that's going to help with the anxiety. Did a little bit, but not hugely. Vegan. I went vegan. Stopped eating meat. Stopped eating dairy. Stopped. I was like, I'm only going to put good stuff into my body. I'm only going to apart from booze I, kept, I was still drinking but no caffeine no dairy no meat exercising all that kind of stuff and then and then I started therapy and I think that kind of loosened a few things up or made me certainly think about a few things differently or consider stuff in a different way um, and I uh, and I never intended really to give up drinking. I never really wanted to give up drinking because it was like my one thing. I was like, well, that's I'm, I'm gonna, I'll be really healthy, really fit. I'll eat well. I'll, I'll exercise. All that kind of stuff, so that I can keep drinking. Because that was the, the one thing that I felt was 
It was good. It was a good laugh. And I, what I was what I was trying to do was make sure minimize the hangover, minimize the uh, after effects of the alcohol. So that was why I didn't drink coffee and I didn't. And I was ha- and I, you know I'd go to the gym on Monday, go for a walk Sunday, all that kind of stuff to minimize the effect. So allow me to drink, uh, to keep drinking. And I think eventually through therapy. Yeah, I just gave up the booze, and so as I said, like that's been two years ago. So my question is to myself: What the fuck is going on? Why isn't this working, or is it working? Because what I'm trying to do is see, and and maybe that's my mistake. I'm still trying to see what the progress is what have I achieved what has given up all this stuff meant to me in a sort of a in you know a list of achievements or things or happy like how many days do I feel happy how many days do I feel sad and maybe it's just that well that's just life and moods are just moods and everyone has their triggers and you know with alcohol that just was just uh, you know fuel to the fire so without that it's all a lot clearer I'm more in tune with my moods but on top of giving up the alcohol then I journal every day and I meditate every day maybe twice a day some days And I felt, I feel like I, sh- I feel, I feel like I should be happier more, and, and that's maybe my mistake. Cause am I? Maybe I should just be happy being content. But then I'm not content if I'm standing in a shop. Going, this is shit. I feel like shit. I hope I don't feel like this for the rest of the day because this is that's fucking a waste of a Saturday. I don't want to feel like this. It's Saturday, my God. So then I'm putting pressure on myself to feel differently. And this is all the stuff. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just saying all this because this is all the stuff that goes on in my head all the time, and I'm just saying it out loud because because what the conversation you have with the people around you and what's going on outwardly can be completely different. But then you just always have this narrative going on of how am I feeling now? What's that? Is that a a little glimpse of happiness? A little is that a bit of sadness creeping in there? <laughs> Overthinking it, you know? And then that's why sometimes I think, what's what's it all about? What's the point? Maybe I should drink. Maybe I should. I didn't, you know. I'd be like, well, I, didn't, I, didn't. I only drank the weekends. It's not like I drank all the time. It's not like I had an inverted commas a problem. Um, that's the way your mind works, though, and that's why you start thinking. How has how has all of the changes I've made to my life 
therapy, the drinking, the not drink, which I keep talking about. And I'm really aware of that as well, that I'm just talking. I'm now I'm talking about it, but that's, I think about it a lot. The things I've given up, maybe I, you know, there's times where I say, well, let's just go back to the way I was, where I just like, was, was I, was it that much different? Like, if I was sad on a Monday because I drank at the weekend, well, today's Saturday, I'm sad anyway, so, you know, what gives? But then I do have much more time in the week, like I have, obviously I have time to do this. I have time to do, I've started to do a little bit of stand-up comedy. And when I say started to do, I've done it once. Um, the end of December, and I'm due to do it again in a couple of weeks. But I started it in that, like I write, I write things. I write, I'm, I write things. I'm loath to say I write jokes, but I write stuff down. I have, so I kind of have that as a project going on. I've signed up for some open mic spots, and I'm writing. So even though I'm not like gigging, I'm in the process of putting together. I think what they call it in the business is a tight five or a tight ten, where you've got ten minutes that you can do, which is funny, which you're happy with, and then you build on that. And that's kind of a project that I have that I have going on that it's something I've always wanted to do. And this is where then I have to remind myself when I when I drank. I talked a lot about, especially after a few beers, of like, oh man, I should do, I, re- I really want to do stand-up comedy. And, you know, in that moment, after a few beers, I was like, yeah, I should do it, why wouldn't I? It's fucking, you know, because everything, whatever the alcohol does, it um, aligns some of your chakras in a way that gives you courage and belief in yourself and all that kind of stuff. And then you go, yeah, yeah, I'm, go- I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. And you, you could even write stuff down. You could sit down and say, I'll, I'll have some wine and, I'll write some jokes and it's all good. Problem is, when you sober up, you you look back and you go, no, that was stupid. Everything about that was stupid. Because you've got that hangover, fear, embarrassment, whatever it is. And that was the cycle. I've broken that cycle. So the cycle was that you'd have good ideas, you'd have thoughts, you'd have, uh, you know... Once you got out through Monday, then Tuesday, then Wednesday, as the week went on, Wednesday, Thursday, you'd start building up a bit of momentum. you be like, yes, I believe in myself again. I will do the things I want to do. I will write a play. I will do this. Friday hits. Yeah, you're feeling, you're buzzing. You're having a drink. It's all good. But come Sunday and Monday, you're right back to square one and you haven't really made any progress. And any progress you have made, you're embarrassed about because you've got the fear. So you start. So that's the cycle. Whereas now, what I have to say to myself is, and this is me measuring how I am, measuring how I am by the things that I'm doing and the things I'm achieving, which probably isn't very healthy. Rather than just living, am I living in the? Am I living in the moment? Am I living for tomorrow? Am I living for today? I, I don't know anymore. But that's one of the things I have. I have that project ongoing. I have other things that I have that I'm working on as well. I have. I have my job that I work Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. I have this podcast that I do with Mike. 
um, which is great. You know, but these are things that I've managed to start doing and keep doing. So that's one of the benefits. And they bring me joy as well. I'm happy when I'm doing, I'm happy when I'm recording a podcast, I'm happy when I'm when I'm thinking about comedy. I mean, I still have moments where I think, oh, that's just <laughs> Oh, God. See, I still have those moments where I'm like, well, this is a stupid idea. But fuck you. That's not funny. You're not funny. There's no... Why are you even trying... Why are you doing this? Give up. You're nearly 50, goddammit. Cop on. Get a life. But... But anyway, the... Obviously, I overcome that because there's always there's slow progress, but there's always progress. There's always a next step. There's always a, I can always look back and go, oh, I've done that. I've made I've made that. I've taken that step. I've moved. I've I've done that. I've you know this time I've done the bit of stand up, and now I'm already booked into the next bit of stand up, and then I'm booked into do the next bit of stand up. So I have things that I I have I suppose a pathway that I've forged that you know that I will that I know now that I will I'll I'll do those things those things are happening I've got a goal I've got to I've got to I've got to write some bits because I've got to stand up on the stage in a week and then after that I've got to stand up on the stage in two weeks so I have to write stuff I have to do so that's good that's a positive something I've always wanted to do and now it's it's happening The other, yeah, another, another, with the fitness things and health and gym thing, I kind of got sick of the, not sick of the gym, I, I think I'll go back to the gym, but I was just done with the gym, so one of the things I try and do now is just do more of the things I enjoy, and one of the things I enjoy is, um, like I got my guitar strung up, I bought new strings for it, I play that the odd time now. Uh, I play, you know, one of the things I've always enjoyed is playing football. So now I play, instead of going to the gym three times, four times a week, I I play football three times a week. And then I walk and then I cycle and, you know, I try and enjoy cycling. I enjoy going into work on the train. I cycle and jump on the train and that's all good. So when it's good, it's, when I look at it, in the cold light of day when I'm in a good mood and when everything's sort of when all the synapses are firing I'm like yeah this is great I, I like to jump on my bike cycle to the train station jump on the train do a little bit of riding for my comedy go into work do a little bit of work have a few meetings go for lunch come up with some ideas get on the tr- cycle to the train get on the train cycle home go play football then hang out with my family for the evening and Life is good, you know. Um, so that's on the face of it, it's all good. And then I know that, like, my main reason for doing this is just to sort of like almost like talk myself. This is talk therapy, so thank you very much for being my therapist if you're still listening. But kind of talk myself out of 
the mood, the funk I had found myself in today. Um, and I think I find talking helps. It's clearly therapeutic because that's ultimately what talk therapy is. Just talking about things, getting it off your chest. Which is a very good phrase, isn't it? Getting off your chest because that's where you feel. You feel the, the heaviness in your chest and then you, you feel better once you've talked it out. Um, and I'm even getting to the point now where I'm like, what was I talking about? What am I talking Why am I here? Why am It's almost like a, uh, I've had a fever dream. A fever dream where I've decided to turn on my microphone turn the machine to record and start talking and now I'm like <laughs> now I'm like what the fuck am I doing whose shoes are these what room am I in how did I get here it's um, it's kind of like a night out when you wake up the next morning you're like what the hell happened last night or you wake up in the bed and you're not sure what bed it is wake up on the sofa somewhere you're like what the hell happened last night and where am I that's how I feel now or my greatest I say my greatest it was a source of embarrassment for a while I don't feel I don't feel embarrassed about it now but my famous drinking story around these parts is the time I went to do an event and there was drink involved and the people I was doing the event for had booked a hotel for me, so I checked into the hotel, got spruced up, went and did the event. There was drink involved. The drinking continued into the evening. Um, at some point in the early hours of the morning, I arrived at the door. The taxi driver was helping me uh, to my door. I rang the door when my wife answered. And she was like, what the hell are you doing here? And I was like, well, I'm home. I made it home. I, 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 you know, I was like, in my head, I was delighted. I, my phone was in my pocket. I'd made it home. Uh, obviously very drunk. And she was like, you booked a room in a hotel. You were, your car is in Dublin. All your stuff is in the hotel room. I was like, hey, what hotel room? What are you talking about? Went to bed, got up, woke up a few hours later. I was like, oh my God, what the hell have I done? And uh, I think I've spoken about this before, but uh, you've never felt the fear, like the fear of being driven back up to Dublin by your wife to go and collect your car and your clothes. Because you'd go into the hotel and you'd say, oh, I was supposed to be staying here last night and I didn't. I forgot. <laughs> Can I go into the room and collect my my belongings? all that fear of making your wife drive you back up to Dublin facing the people in the hotel collecting up your stuff, getting in your car driving yourself home and the only thing for it then is if a few beers that evening to just take the edge of the fear and the embarrassment up so I don't miss that I don't miss those events and occasions and I'm sure there's worse things people have done while drinking but that to me was is and was, is not now, but was a source of extreme shame and embarrassment. I laughed it off. That's what you do. Now I'm fine with it. I've made peace with it. It's just one of those crazy things. Yeah, don't drink, kids. 
Especially if you're supposed to be staying in a hotel room and you forget about it. That's not good. Either way. Where am I now? Well. I don't know. I don't know if I answered anything. If there's a conclusion. Maybe there doesn't have to be a conclusion. Now I have to go away and decide whether I actually put this up as a podcast because ultimately it's me just talking nonsense into a mic, which is good and and I obviously get some enjoyment out of it. I'm not sure anybody else would um, get any enjoyment or whether it would be of interest to anybody else. The inner workings of my mind. Maybe it would. Maybe someone will listen to this and go, shit, I'm like that. That's made me feel better. I'm not the only one. I'd love to be, you see, I'd love to be able to say, I have this Instagram thing going called 100 Days of No Booze, where these people have taken on this challenge to not drink for 100 days. And I just have to let Charlie out. Just listen to the music there for a second. Charlie, my dog. I just have to let him out. He's at the door. He does, he's fine. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Think. He doesn't know about booze. He doesn't know about anxiety. Or maybe he doesn't know about anxiety. He's got a sore leg at the moment, so maybe he's not fine. Um, yeah, so we have this uh, 100 Days of No Booze. People taking on this challenge. And what I really want to be able to say is like, oh man, life is just... Like, I really thought that giving up booze would just be the thing. That's like, that would be... That would just turn a switch and everything... Excuse me. Everything would just be great from from then on in. And that was the missing. That was the thing I was. I was the. And I suppose things are better. But then I'm worried. I wonder. Am I so in tune with everything that I'm just? I'm like, hang on. I'm not feeling really happy. Hang on. I'm feeling a little bit sad. Maybe it's too much for me. Maybe I need to look into the. ADD medication. Or maybe I should try and get a diagnosis first and stop diagnosing myself. Anyway, I'd love to be able to say that. Give up the booze. Go to therapy. You'll feel brilliant for the rest of your life every day. What can I say? You won't. But I think you will feel better. I think you'll make better. I think I make better choices. You know? I'll tell you what. I have more money. I don't have a lot of money, but I have more money. I used to spend a lot of money on drink. I realise that. Now, I just finance my daughter so she can drink when she's in college. So I'm still involved in the booze business, but not directly. I'm a facilitator. I'm a pusher. If my wife... <laughs> if my wife goes wants, is meeting the girls, they're like, I'll drive you, you can have a drink. I'm basically a... A drink pusher. I'll collect you, don't worry. My daughter wants to go out, I'll send her some money on Revolut. Have a few drinks on me. I don't need the money, I don't drink anymore. So, I've become... Poacher turned gamekeeper. Something like that. Hey, the good news for the booze business is I'm still involved in the booze business. You haven't left me, guys still out there helping out 
helping the cause. Anyway, I have more money. I make better choices. I generally feel better. I sleep better. That's got to be good. It's got to be good for my health. It means I'll probably live to about, you know, 120. Which is good. And, um... Maybe... My conclusion is maybe I'm just more in tune with those moments where I don't feel... I'll tell you what it is. When I don't feel... When I'm feeling down or feeling sad or feel angry, I don't take it out on anybody. I try not to take it out on anybody else. Whereas before, I would have said, you are making me annoyed and you are the problem and I'm going to have an argument with you about it. Now I'm like, this is how I'm feeling. Okay. And then it will allow me to say to my son or my wife or my daughter, listen, maybe, <laughs> maybe don't talk to me for the next hour or so. I'm not... I'm not in that mood. I'm feeling a bit down. Feeling a bit sad. I'm just going to go for a walk. I'm just going to take myself off upstairs for a little while. I'll just take myself away from the happy family circle. Take myself out of the circle. So that I don't ruin everybody else's buzz. So that is a good thing. Okay. There's some positives. I will leave this conversation here with some positives for myself. If you are still listening, fair play. I will have a podcast with Mike. A more jovial, more fun-filled podcast with Mike. Very soon. He's working this weekend, so hopefully next weekend or during the week we'll record something. And um, in the meantime, you mind yourself. If you want to email, you can email keithwalchpod at gmail.com. Tell me if you actually got to the end of this podcast. And if you actually... You know, if it was of any benefit at all. Because at this point I just feel like... If I do put it up... It's probably only benefit of me. But listen, if you did listen... To the end... Thanks for listening. Mind yourself. And know... That you are not alone. Keep the faith. That's what I'm trying to do. Keep the faith. Good luck. Thanks, barman. He just lit up my cigar... catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 